Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another broadcast of An Apostolic Outlook. This here is Reverend Ted Tarr. Praise God, and we're so thankful and grateful you've invited us into your life here. And um, well, uh, thank you. Uh, appreciate y'all uh, uh, let, let me come in and, and talk to y'all about Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Here we are in late April, and we got some beautiful weather here. And I uh, want to thank God for all his many blessings and, and what he's done for us. I uh, want to thank him for uh, um, uh, this opportunity that uh, Yogi and uh, Obi have given us about coming in and talking about Jesus with you. You know, like I say, uh, by no means do I know everything, you know, <laughs> there's to know about the Bible. I don't know anybody does, but I'm just... Uh, Trying to bring forth uh, something and, and um, a little bit I do know and share with you because I really believe that uh, Amos 8.11 is, is that prophecy that was given 400 years before Jesus came is really totally fulfilled. And it says there will be a famine in the land, not a thirst of bread, not a, a want of bread or a thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord and Praise God, and I'm just all I'm just trying to introduce Jesus and talk about who Jesus is and what He means to me and what He can mean to you. Praise God, because He does not love me one bit more than He loves you, and He wants to help you and He will help you. Praise God if you come to Him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, like I say, uh, if you, anybody ever wants to ship me a. a an email, and my email address is uh, it's right down there in the lower left corner, rev.tedtar uh, at gmail.com. Uh, my Facebook address is uh, bit.ly, uh, bit.ly forward slash revtedtar. Uh, my feed burner is uh, bit.ly forward slash an apostolic outlook. Amen. And we want to thank I say thank Yogi and uh, Obi for allowing us to be on the Geeky Antics Network. Uh, it's geekyantics.net. Praise God for this opportunity to come and, and meet new folk and, and share the gospel. Praise God, the wonderful gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, let's let's uh, let's open with prayer here and um, ask God's blessing on the, the broadcast here this uh, today. And, uh, well, you know, hopefully we'll say something that uh, somebody needs and, you know, 
praise God, I can grow to and get a little closer to Jesus. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. God, we're so thankful for all your many blessings. We're so thankful for being so good to us, the way you've kept us and the way you continue to keep us. God, in your name, Jesus, we're so thankful for your love and your joy and your peace. We're so thankful for the wonderful use that you've given us of your name. Oh, God, hallelujah, name above every other name in heaven and earth. Lord, I'm asking for your anointing here today. I'm asking for your help to say and do the right things and be the person that you want me to be. God, you know the hungry soul and you know the thirsty soul. God, those that are hungering and thirsting after you, I'm asking to use me, Lord, dear God, to help them. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God. Uh, yeah, guys, hey, uh, this here is episode 33 and uh, on April 26th, and uh, we're, uh, like I say, appreciative of finally, it looks like we're getting a break in the weather. And uh, <laughs> hallelujah, <laughs> it's at work. I have a, a regular job, and, and uh, man, I work out in this stuff all the time. And I tell you, that's what, um, appreciate springtime in Michigan. It's always so much easier to deal with and uh, than that hard old winter stuff. Now, um, like I say, we've been talking the last few weeks about faith and um, uh, what faith is. And I got a little different twist I wanted to talk to you today because uh, a little girl that I, I, I baptized here uh, last year, she uh, put this thing up on uh, Facebook and a uh, little, uh, little sweet Anaya. And uh, 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 she... Uh, said this thing as why is the devil giving me such a hard time after I got baptized she was just all uh, man the devil I guess has been hammering on her and just wanting her to do all kinds of bad stuff and she's wanting to live for God and you know that's what you know baptism is it's the first it's a step to to, to get closer to Jesus you get baptized in Jesus name Praise God. That's a important step. I mean, so many people say baptism is not important. Baptism is essential. Man, I mean, baptism is how you put on the name of Jesus in your life. And because the Bible said in Galatians 3.27, for as many as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So I see it's, it's essential. And and she um she's put this out there and <laughs> uh you know me i i, I tried to uh print her something on the facebook but now i can't find her again i i read it and 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 i can't make it go where it's supposed to go and and half the time when i do write something on facebook it don't then i push what i think is send and it it i don't know where it goes but um so this is the best way I know how to do it, get this message to Anaya. So anybody out there listening, <laughs> you know, that's Vince and Monique's little girl. Um, uh, uh, anybody out there listening that knows Anaya, have her listen to episode 33 <laughs> on the podcast. And, and this will be her answer, and this will help her, I think. And also, anybody else that, that wants to live for God and is trying to live for God, this might help you, too, because I... I um, you may wonder why the devil is giving me such a hard time. Well, frankly, uh, you look at it like this: the devil ain't gonna mess with nobody he already owns. Okay, I mean, uh, if you're trying to live for God, 
Because the Bible says, he that committeth sin is the servant of sin. And whosoever you serve, that's your master. That's the one you, you know. So if you're trying to serve Jesus, the devil is mad. And he's going to mess with you. And he's trying to discourage you. He's trying to defeat you. He's trying to break you. He's trying to uh, get you to uh, quit and give up and 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 quit living for God, you know, and because he's, that's what he's mad. I mean, he's, he, he's already determined, um, and his die is cast, and his, his, uh, he's, his destination is set. He's going to go to hell. Praise God. Uh, God already appointed. He's not there yet. You know, we, I know, um, common, uh, uh, knowledge, you know, tells people, well, the devil's down in hell, you know, and, but no, he's not in hell yet. He's up there around the throne of God or wherever he wants to be. And and uh, he's out, uh, the Bible says he's day and night accusing the brethren before God. I mean, he's, he's you know, and, and but he's going to go to hell as his end result. You can look at that in, uh, in um, I think it's Revelation, the 21st chapter. But, uh, uh, so you wonder why he's giving you a hard time. I, uh. I want to show you a few scriptures, if I can, and maybe help you understand what it's all about, and not only know what he's, why he's coming after you, but how we can defeat him. Because you can defeat him. It's easy. I mean, not by yourself. Don't get me wrong. You know, uh, people think, well, I'm gonna tell the devil off and and um, you know, show, put him in his place. Hey, you ain't gonna do no such thing. Not by yourself. You cannot. But as long as you stay in God's hand, the devil cannot defeat you. He cannot destroy you. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Uh, we're going to go over in First Peter, uh, the fifth chapter of First Peter as our first verse. And um, uh, read here a few verses. First Peter 5, verse uh, 7 is where we're going to start. It says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. It's talking, him is God, okay? Jesus. And casting all your care upon him, because he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called you unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Okay, now let's go back over here and, and look at who we're really fighting you know you people may mess with you but really the, the 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 bottom line is the one behind those you know it's like a, we talk about the man in the shadows well i tell you the one behind all your troubles is the devil and uh it gave us uh, i kind of like the bible the way it gives us the answer you know before it gives us the question you know casting all your care upon jesus because he cares for you now, be sober. This is not talking about the opposite of being drunk. You know, this is being serious, being uh, steady, being uh, determined. 
Be vigilant. Be always on guard. Because your adversary, the devil. Now, this is my adversary. Your ad- He is all our adversaries. Because all he can't do anything against God. God is determined and says he's going to go to hell. Because he was a fallen angel. You can read about the devil back there in the 28th chapter of Ezekiel. And in the 14th chapter of Isaiah, about how he was the uh, the angel of the morning. I mean, uh, uh, glorious, shining, beautiful thing over the handiworks of God in the world that then was. And how he, he exalted himself and said, I'll be like God. And, well, you know... Uh, that's where these Trinitarian people make you know make you chuckle because they say there's more than one God. Of course, there's not more than one God. And God said, "There's none beside me." Praise God! There's none other than me. Hallelujah! And the devil, it was just an angel, and he was a mighty angel, used of God. But when he exalted himself and said, "I will be like God," God cast him out of his position. He's not in hell yet. But he cast him out of his position. And that's a, another word for the devil is adversary. Satan, adversary. His his proper name in the Bible was Lucifer. Uh, that was angel, uh, the morning star. But, um, you know, he hasn't deserved that name anymore. Now he's Satan. He's Diabolus, the evil one. He's, he's uh, you know, that old dragon. <laughs> I mean, he's he's he's. He's got his his position set. And the only way he can get back at God is if he discourages God's people from following. Because see, that's the wonderful thing about mankind. That's the wonderful thing about us, Anaya, is that God has given us the right to and uh, have freedom of choice. And that's what's going to be the most glorious thing about getting to heaven. And it's going to be the thing that the Bible said, something the angels desired to look into, the the redeemed ones, those that have chosen and have fought that good fight, have finished their course, have kept the faith. Hallelujah. And uh, are held on until Jesus took us out of here. Because we have that promise that one day he is going to take us out of here. Hallelujah. But he told us to resist, be vigilant. Uh, because the devil, like a roaring lion, that's one of the ways the devil attacks you, is a, a roaring lion. You know why a, ri- a lion roars? Because it's a fear thing. And that's one of the things ways that the devil attacks you is through fear. Basically, it attacks you three different ways. Through fear, through pressure, and through poison. Uh, uh, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that, that gives us that. He's either like a, a, a lion or like a bear or like an asp, a, a very poisonous snake. But here it says, as a roaring lion. That That's what that lion, I mean, uh, yeah, he's got a, a, a swipe of his paw powerful enough to, to, to break a uh, an ox's neck. I mean, he just terrible power. But the first thing he does is that roar. He when he does that roar, it strikes a fear and he, even a like a deer or anything that could easily get away from him because they're quick. They just freeze. They're so terrified they freeze, and he just well then he walks right up and and and, and kills them. That the devil wants you to be fear. 
But I think in uh, Timothy um, 1 and 7, it said, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Praise God. So, you know, don't be worried that that devil's coming at you as a roaring lion because he's walking about seeking whom he may devour. He's, he wants to kill you. But uh, look at verse 9 here. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. This faith that we have, that's the reason, Ananiah, well, that you got baptized in Jesus' name. You wanted to put on Jesus. Now, uh, Sugar, I don't know if you got the Holy Ghost yet, but if you haven't got the Holy Ghost, you need to get the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is power. Acts 1 and 8 tells us you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, okay? So the getting the Holy Ghost is really essential. And, you know, ask Grandma there, you know, ask Lavinia. She'll tell you all about the Holy Ghost. You'll know you got the Holy Ghost. You'll, you'll be speaking in tongues. And that's the most wonderful thing. That's the gift of God that first came down on the day of Pentecost. And his people have been getting it for the last 2,000 years. And it's just, a, just as real and true, and powerful, and alive as it ever was, Anaya. Hallelujah. Whom resists steadfast in the faith. You know, you ain't got to be smarter than him. You ain't got to be trickier than him. You ain't got to be stronger than him. You just stand on Jesus and resist him in Jesus' name, and he will flee. He cannot Hallelujah. Jesus gave us that promise in uh, Matthew 16, 18. He said, uh, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That rock that, uh, uh, that knowing who Jesus is and that worshiping of Jesus Christ, that's Matthew 16, verse 16 through 18. Uh, the, it cannot prevail. It don't mean it won't come up against. It don't mean it won't... Um, sometimes be scary, sometimes be uh, make you worried, but when you resist it in the faith, it cannot prevail. Prevail means win. He cannot win. Hallelujah. He cannot win. Uh, I, I, I like the uh, latter part of this ninth verse, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. And I, you're not fighting this battle alone. We all go through troubles. We all go through hard times. We all go through moments of doubt and indecision and, and fears and, 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 and worries and, and why don't they like me and, and you know, why am I, I'm, you know, the only one wanting to live for God. You're not, sugar. You're not the only one that wanting to live for God. Well, there was a Old Testament prophet in the in the Bible, a guy named um, Elijah. God used him in a mighty way. I mean, Elijah could call down fire from. I mean, he stood flat-footed in front of 850 prophets of uh, Baal. That's a, a false god that they they worship back in the Old Testament, and. Uh, prophets of the of the groves, which were basically uh, temple prostitutes, you know, and he stood flat-footed in front of them and resisted them and said, "You're not right." And God honored that. And because Elijah stood up, if you want to read about that, 
uh, in the Bible. It's in the 18th chapter of the book of First Kings in the Bible. But um, it's uh, but after this, uh, Elijah took off running because Jezebel wanted to kill him. And Elijah ran and ran and ran and went and hid himself in a cave and said, God, I'm the only one trying to live for you. See, the same thing we all go through. Elijah said, God, why don't you just take me? I'm, I, I'm not any better than anybody. I mean, I can't do this by myself. God spoke to Elijah and said, Elijah, don't you know there are 7,000 others just like you who will not quit worshiping me? So, Anaya, hang on. Resist steadfastness, knowing that the stuff you go through, you're not the only one. Go to church sugar. That's what, you know, that's what church is good for. It's, it's people of like precious faith that can encourage you, that can support you. That's what they have testimony service in church about. If they don't have a regular, I know some don't even have a, a regular organized testimony service, but you talk to people there. We all go through the same because we're flesh and blood. We're human beings. We go through doubts and trials and temptations and 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 not knowing which way to go and what, what to do. But praise God because they make it through. You can too, honey. You can make it if you just hold on to Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. You can make it. Um, let me uh, take a jump over here real quick. Over here in James, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse. James 4 and 8. I'm going to use just the... Um, uh, we're going to go to verse 7. James 4 and 7 said, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. So the closer you draw to Jesus, the closer Jesus will draw to you. And if you sub- people say, Well, resist the devil, and he'll flee. People miss the first part of that scripture. Remember what verse 7 says? It says, submit yourself, therefore, to God. You resist the devil. Praise God. He'll flee from you. He's got to run. Because it's not you that's fighting him. It's Jesus. It's the almighty God, hallelujah, that will fight your battles, that will uh, comfort and, and take care of you. There's a popular old poem that um, a lot of people quote all the time, and it's it really true. You know, it's it's not Bible, but it it, it really about sums up the, the this walk with God that we have and what it's all about. It's that uh, 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 footprints in the sand. Uh, you can it's real you you see it everywhere, and basically it's a poem that describes about your walk with God and how God uh, walks with you and you look back and, and your walk with God and there's two footprints in the sand, you know, you and Jesus walking hand in hand. But then the the poet, uh, the poet starts to talk about, yeah, but in the hardest times, in the most troublesome, in the darkest times of my life, I look back and there's only one set of footprints in the sand. And, and, and I ask God, I say, God, how come you don't you're not there and how come you're uh, you're making me walk by myself in all those hard times and the poet goes on to tell us that 
God spoke to that man. He said, my beloved, wonderful, beautiful son, I love you so much. And when you only see one set of footprints in the sand, it's not because I'm not there with you. It's because I'm carrying you. Hallelujah. And that's really what this walk is about. Sometimes, you know, it's scary and sometimes we don't know what's happening. But in our deepest, darkest trouble, when we have submitted ourselves to, to Jesus and are, are walking for him and are living with him all we can, he carries us. I mean, he, so many times he carries us. And, um, Okay, and, and, and he always, because he loves you, and he does care for you. Hallelujah. Let's go back here to First Peter, the fifth chapter, in the tenth verse. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Sometimes we go through trials. Sometimes we go through hard times. And it, it's just a, it's for this. It's to make us perfect. It's to help us draw closer to him, to help us realize how much he'll do for us and help us realize that it's not up to us to fight this battle. It's up to us to hold on to Jesus to make us perfect, to establish, to strengthen, to settle you. See, because that's what the bottom line is, Anaya. That, the bottom line, this whole walk with God that we have is to get to heaven. This life is just a few days and full of trouble. I know, I, I don't, what I think, I think you, uh, when I seen you at Brother Yost's funeral, I, I think you said you were 14. Baby, you're just a little bitty girl. And you've got a long, you know, unless Jesus takes you early, you've got a long life ahead of you. And it's not a matter about here and now, sugar. It's a matter about eternity and being forever and ever and ever with Jesus. And sometimes he he wants us to, to go through some things, to draw closer to him, to realize how much he'll take care of us. Consider Job in the Old Testament. I mean, Job was a, a, a perfect man. He was doing everything right with God. And uh, the devil came up to the throne of God one time. And and God told uh, uh, the devil, said, what's you up to? And he said, I'm just going to and fro. I'm just looking for trouble, you know, <laughs> if I can paraphrase a little bit and a little Ted lingo. But uh, uh, God said to Job, have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered him? Sometimes, you know, God pointed the devil at Job. And Job said, yeah, I considered him, but you got a hedge around him. I mean, I can't touch him. You got a wall around him, God. And God let the devil do terrible things to Job. Took all his money, all his riches, all his family, all his power, all his... uh, uh, well, you know, the uh, reputation took everything from him. Why, you ask, why did God do that? Because God believed in Job. He knew Job could take it. He knew Job would hang on and serve him no matter what. And sometimes 
sugar, that's the same thing. God, God lets us go through stuff because he believes in us. He knows we're ab- able to take it. I'm reminded of a, a scripture over here. I'm going to get it real quick. And I think it's in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, and the 13th verse. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 tells us, um, yeah, there it is. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So, see, you're not the first one to go through this stuff. The devil hits us all with this stuff. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. God knows you, honey. He knows what you're able to bear. He don't make you go through stuff that you're not able to do. And and that's why different people, he, he they go through different stuff. Because God knows how strong you are. How 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 steady you are, how how secure, and he would never, God would never do anything to make you backslide, would never make you walk away from him. Everything he does is for your good because he knows what you're able to bear. And and will but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. He'll make a way to escape. He'll make a way, hallelujah, where you didn't even know there was a way. But he is doing it for your good. He is doing it for your strength. Hallelujah, because he loves you. He loves you so much. Okay, now I got a few more scriptures over here. We're going over to 1 John, the 5th chapter. 1 John, it's down in the back of the Bible, 1 John 5 and 4. 1 John 5 and 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. This Jesus name baptism, this faith that you endeavored to start out with, it will overcome Anything, the devil, hell, the world, anything will come against you. It will be your victory. Hang on to it, honey. Hang on to it. Hallelujah. And press on. Press on. You know, that's why uh, the Bible said in uh, Philippians, the third chapter and the 14th verse, Paul, the Apostle Paul, the man that wrote 14 books in the New Testament, the man who was so mightily used of God, he said this, he said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ of God in, let me start all over again, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Sometimes we got to press, honey. We got to press. We got to push our way. We got to just never stop fighting. Never stop trying. Never stop uh, uh, pushing and doing everything you can to live for him. Hallelujah. He loves you. And uh, there's an old gospel song that says, He reached farther down than I could reach up. 
an old preacher once said so eloquently that when I reach up as far as I can and do everything I can to live for him, God reaches the rest of the way. Hallelujah. <laughs> He's just that kind of God. He really is. You, We just, you know, we reach as high as we can. We do everything we can to draw closer to him. We listen to him. You know, you've been baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, I don't know if you've got the Holy Ghost yet or not. Get the Holy Ghost. That's important because that's the Spirit of God that uh, will live inside of you and guide you and comfort you and help you and talk to you and teach you which way you should go. Praise God. Get the Holy Ghost. It's so important. It's so important. Uh, and, 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 and then after we do that, that's not the whole life for God. Then that's everything we need to live for God. Get our baptism in Jesus' name washes away your past. The infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues is the power of God, hallelujah, that will help you live every day. Praise God and live for him and follow him and he'll show you the way. <laughs> that's one of the most greatest things I have always loved about living for Jesus is I don't have to do it my own. I don't have to do it by myself. I got somebody who will walk with me. I got somebody who will help me. I got somebody who will, who, who, who will guide me and, and let me know what I should do. I've said it often, and, I, and I'll tell you, hon, that I made God one promise when I came to live for him. I, I made him one promise. I was so messed up. I and mean, ask your grandma, Lavinia. She'll she'll uh, she'll she'll tell you what what kind of mess I was when I first came to Jesus. I'd been in all kinds of drugs, and I had messed up my head so bad, and I was so confused and so scattered, and and had pretty much destroyed my life. But God was calling me home, and I made Him one promise. And I, cause I knew I couldn't live. I mean, I couldn't hold a thought. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hold a sentence. It was horrible. It was horrible. I was so scattered and my mind was so just destroyed. But I told Jesus, I said, I made him this one promise. I said, if you help me, I'll try. That's all I ever told him. If you help me, I'll try. And that's all I've been doing. And it's 40 years now. And you can live for God if you just keep trying, keep pushing, keep asking his help. If you make a mistake, what First uh, uh, John, the second chapter and the first verse, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Praise God. He will help you. He will take you back. If, if you do wrong, that's what the Holy Ghost is all about. It will convict you of your wrong and... Uh, uh, and then he loves you so much that if you just turn away from it, praise God, he'll take you back. He loves you. He loves you so much. Praise God. Praise God. Just love him and live for him and press on, press on, press on. Here's a little bit of realization uh, I thought I'd give you and uh, maybe what kind of mindset might help you. <clears throat> live for God, excuse me. 
in the book of St. John. St. John in the New Testament. Uh, St. John 6. And uh, 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 starting in verse 67. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Now, I got to tell you a little bit about this story. You can read this whole sixth chapter of St. John. And it gives a story about Jesus is talking about he's the bread of life. And, and uh, he was telling the, uh, his disciples, not just the apostles, but he was telling the, the whole crowd that was found, you know, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part in me. And then later he had told them that, you know, the words I speak to you, they're not literal. They're not, it's spiritual. He was talking a little bit about uh, communion because that's what communion, that's what the, the wine and unleavened bread of communion is all about. The unleavened bread is uh, represents the broken, it does not become the literal body of Christ. That's a false doctrine. Uh, but it represents the broken body of Christ. And the wine that you drink represents the living spirit because uh, of, of of christ and and the blood praise god so unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you have no part in us and not only talking about communion but also talking about <clears throat> uh, uh putting away our desires and living for him and obeying him and and following after him and, and if it takes suffering for him we suffer for him Praise God, because uh, the Bible said, for if we suffer with him, we'll reign with him. We have that promise. I think Paul told Timothy that uh, in 1 Timothy. Uh, and it is said, but many of the disciples uh, went away because they were all caught up in, oh, oh, Jesus is talking about cannibalism or, you know, you know how rumors go and people's minds get crazy, you know, and, and they were all freaking out and, and, uh, Jesus turned to the twelve and said, Will you go away also? Even though Simon Peter and them did not maybe necessarily understand everything Jesus had said, they had this determination, and this is what I'm trying to tell you, hon, that he said, Where will we go? You have the words of eternal life. When you realize that, you know, there's no place else really to go other than Jesus... And if we don't necessarily understand exactly what he's telling us or exactly what the word of God says, or if we don't understand something that he wants us to do, don't freak out. Don't, you know, don't go spastic and say, well, I can't, I don't agree with that. You know, you've got to be careful because the devil main workplace and the main playground is that little old four to six inch space there between your ears. I mean, that's, you know, some of us got four, some of us got six or seven. I don't know. <clears throat> but it's just that little bitty playground in that place in your mind. And he'll tell you all kinds of junk. But if you just hold on and realize that I got no place else to go. I'll, and Jesus will never tell you stuff that would hurt you. He would never tell you some bizarre um, uh, uh doctrine or some terrible thing you'd have to do you just don't understand what he's saying and if you have that mindset like peter said no we're just going to hang on and see what you're talking about praise god he'll always make it clear to you 
usually when people don't understand that, that's the devil trying to mess with them and and um, hurt them and uh, drive them away. <clears throat> and uh, uh, but if you just hold on, stand and see the salvation of God. That's what big part of living for God is is just is 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 patience. I mean, He has given us all these. Uh, things that we could uh have that's what the um the armor of god is all about hallelujah we'll go over here to ephesians the sixth chapter and, and let me talk to you here for just a second ephesians 6 uh verse 10 finally my brethren be strong in the lord and in the power of his might he didn't ask us to be strong in ourselves. He asked us to be strong in Jesus, in his power. Hallelujah. In his establishment, in his, praise God, presence. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Like I say, the devil is a liar. The Bible said he's a liar and the father of it. He paints all these pictures of, of of things that, you know, beautiful and, uh, you know, pleasant. And it's all backed by the lust of the flesh and lust of the eye and the pride of life. But they're all false. They're all just, a, like I say, it's just a picture. It's like looking at a beautiful picture of a um, a pasture and, and a beautiful sunset and blue skies and, you know, idyllic. Uh, a situation, but it ain't nothing but a picture. You can't go lay in that grass. You can't feel the warmth of that blue sky and that idyllic situation. It's just illusion. Hallelujah. It's just illusion. He's a liar, and that's what he'll use against you. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness, in high places. Wherefore, <clears throat> look at her, honey. This fight's your fighting. Praise God. Remember, it's the devil and it's his works, spiritual wickedness in high places, uh, evil. Praise God. But you can fight. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having to done all to stand. Stand, therefore. Sugar, sometimes that's the best thing we can do. I mean, you can fight the the good fight of faith. You can live for God as hard as you can. <clears throat> and But sometimes all we can do is just look to Jesus and help me, Lord, and just stand for Jesus. Hallelujah. He's given you everything to stand. Look, look at here. Look at these six things of the armor of God. You notice that most of them are defensive. Most of them will keep you safe. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the uh, preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked 
and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All right. Have your loins go about with truth. Loins is that area between uh, your chest and the top of your legs, the very uh, uh, spot that people, that if, in, in natural, uh, if you get messed up there, if you get hurt there, you, you'll just, you could die real quick. But you're, it's wrapped down with the truth of the Word of God. You can count on this Word of God. Praise God. Study this Word, honey. Study this Word. It will guide you. It will let you know which way to go. All right. And, and what to do. Uh, the helmet of salvation, the the breastplate of righteousness it will keep your uh, the breastplate covers your heart. Let your heart be righteous. Do the right thing. Praise God. If you may not even know what the Bible says about it, get the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost will will guide you. The Holy Ghost will tell you what. I mean, in my early days, there were so many times I didn't know what the Bible said about what to do and not. But when I started to do something and the Spirit of God in me said, don't do that. I mean, it may not be a literal uh, uh, audio, uh, uh, audio voice, but it, it's just a feeling that I shouldn't do that. That's not right. And I tell you, when I didn't do it, I'd just be flipping through my Bible th- that later that day or the next day. And the Bible would fall right open to how it's just covered. I mean, it's covered. God will help you not do uh, the wrong. Praise God. Praise God. Taking the shield of faith. This shield is not just a little old target, a little something. You've got to catch the fiery darts. You've got to catch the things the devil at you. No. This shield was likened unto the Roman uh, shield, which was... Uh, measured and made just for that Roman soldier was just a almost as tall as he was. So all he had to do was hunker down a little bit, and that thing was a wall for him. And all the arrows and all the armament could not get to him. That shield would catch it all. That's the kind of shield that God has for you. It's a shield of faith. Praise God that I'm I'm living for God with everything I know. I've taken on his name in baptism. I've received his spirit. I'm doing all I can to live for him. Hallelujah. It will catch that stuff and it won't hurt you because you're just standing there. You don't know which way to go necessarily. You don't know which way to run. Praise God. I'm just standing there trusting in Jesus. And then take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Did you ever consider what Jesus did when the devil came to him in Matthew, the fourth chapter? When Jesus was tempted of the devil, 40 days he'd been fasting. Everything the devil tempted in him, he said, Thus saith the word of the Lord. Praise God, he quoted the Bible. And the devil could not do anything. The devil even tried to twist the Bible and make it say, because, you know, people do that all the time. They'll take a scripture and twist it and make it say what they want it to say. Long as you know what the Bible says, praise God, that's your sword. And the devil cannot stand against it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jude, 
over the, the second to the last book in the New Testament, Jude gave us some advice. He said, Beloved, in Jude, the third verse, there's only one chapter in Jude, by the way. You know, a lot of people say Jude, the 18th chapter. No, <laughs> that's a little uh, inside joke for Bible readers. Uh, Jude, the only chapter and the third verse. He writes, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. Earnestly um, contend. Uh, contend as in struggle, strive. Uh, earnestly is, a, is an effort, is a diligent, is a constant. Just keep fighting. You know who Jesus is. You you believe, and that's why you got baptized in his name, and you love him, and you're trying to live for him, and you serve him. Praise God earnestly. Never quit. Never quit. Never quit. Praise God. Sometimes we go through hard times. Sometimes we go through dark times. But I'm here to tell you that hallelujah, uh, uh, it's in Psalms, and I can't think of where it is. It says, uh, I think maybe Psalms 63 or 62, the second verse. He said, uh, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. You have may, may have some hard times, but I'm here to witness to you, honey, and let you know, and every born-again Christian will tell you the same thing. If you just live for God and hang on, that hard time will pass. It'll pass. It's like that the dark and scary night when the golden sunrise of morning comes through. All them shadows and all that hard time and all that scariness will pass. And you can see that everything is all right. Joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can make this, honey. You can make this. Over in First John, the fourth chapter. Back in 1 John, the 4th chapter, and the 4th verse. 1 John 4 and 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because, 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 greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Greater is he. The legions of hell, the devil himself, anybody that the devil uses to come against you, Jesus is greater. And if Jesus is in you and you took on his name in baptism, like I say, I don't know him. Please let me know. Y'all, you know, your mom and dad know my phone number. Pray, have, call me. If you haven't got the Holy Ghost, get the Holy Ghost, hun. You can get the Holy Ghost. You can either get it at church or you can get it at home. I mean, the Holy Ghost is easy. It's a gift. It's a gift. The Bible says when you repent, you get baptized. I baptize you myself there in that pool in that, in, in, at, your, at uh, your aunt's house. And I baptize you in Jesus' name. And then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Easy to get the Holy Ghost. You believe. You'll get it. You worship God with all your heart. Let him come into your heart. 
Praise God. You can look at the second chapter of Acts and know what happens when you get the Holy Ghost. You'll speak in new tongues. You'll speak with a heavenly language that you never learned. But it's God who will take control of you. Take control of your tongue. Praise God. And it's not just your tongue, but he'll just, it's, the tongue is an outward sign. He'll possess your whole body and you can live for him. Praise God. You can live for him. No, you don't become a robot. You don't become, but you have the knowledge of God and you have the power of God that will be inside of you and will guide you and will help you know what to do and when to do it. Okay, uh, over here in St. John again, the 15th chapter, St. John 15, verse 18. Because sometimes the devil will use people to come against you. St. John fifteen eighteen. If the world hates you, ye know that it hated me. This is Jesus talking. Jesus talking. The world hates you. You know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. That's why they don't want anything to do with you. That's why they may make fun of you or, or give you a hard time. Because, praise God, you're trying to live for Jesus. You love Jesus. If they don't like you, that's because they didn't like Jesus. But praise God, they don't have a heaven to put you in. Jesus has a heaven to put you in. And he will hold you. He will guide you. He will help you every step of the way. Praise God. One more verse I got for you, sugar. And of course, I'm, you know, hey, everybody, I'm talking to little Anaya. But any one of you, if you're having trouble live for God, take note of these scriptures. Um... Isaiah, the 26th chapter. We'll go back to the Old uh, Testament for one verse here. Isaiah 26 and 3. Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord. Trust in him and in the power of his might. Obey him. Let him lead you. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Let your mind be stayed on him. Draw closer to him. The closer that you draw to him, he'll draw to you. And he'll help you. And he'll take you all the way home. Hallelujah. If anybody has any questions or uh, comments about anything I might have said today, I think we're almost out of time. Praise God. <clears throat> be sure and, and, and shoot me an email. My email address is uh, rev.tedtar, right down there in the lower left corner, uh, at gmail.com. Uh, shoot me something on, on Facebook, uh, bit.ly uh, forward slash revtedtar. Praise God. And my, my feed burner is uh, bit.ly and apostolic outlook. Send me a message. If something I didn't cover good enough for you, if something that uh, uh, I didn't uh, make clear enough for you, uh, let let me know, okay? All right. Now, I got a, a little poem here for you. I thought I'd end up with it. I thought it kind of went with this lesson. It's called The Line. All right, The Line. Lord Jesus, let me see the line, the one that's been there through all time. 
the one I must not cross to stay in your will, the one the devil tries to hide as he tries to kill. It's nice and it's fine to get along with others, to be peaceable and friendly with no conflict or bother. But there are times when we must stand our ground, no matter who gets mad or upset when they are around. Because right is right and wrong is wrong. And and although my road may be rough and long, I must stand for God and let him draw the line, keeping my eyes on Jesus, and I know I'll do just fine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Live for God, folks. Live for God, Anaya. You can make it. Praise God. Jesus loves you. He'll help you. Amen. Because that's the reason he died for you. He didn't die for you so he could trip you up and, 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 you know, make you fall. He died for you because he loves you and he wants you to go to heaven with him. Praise God. Draw closer to him. He'll always draw closer to you. Praise God. We're going to close here with our favorite scripture. Over in Psalms, the 19th chapter and the 14th verse. Psalms 19 and 14 said, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Praise God. That is truly my prayer. Amen. That I might say something for Jesus that might be found pleasing in his sight. Praise God. Love one another. Help one another. And give me a shout sometime. Praise God. Let's go to heaven. Bye now. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.